1: welcome what a night uh, the first thing to do here is call this business meeting of the Kalamazoo City Commission to order for Tuesday January 17th and uh, just before we start our going through our agenda here I just want to say boy are we honored to have everybody here with us tonight this is this I would say is the best meeting we have in any given year when we have a room full of great, great people recognizing other great people who are doing good work in Kalamazoo. So it, it is so heartwarming to have us all together here this evening. So thank you everyone that showed up. I hope everyone has found a place to sit or at least lean against the wall So our first order of business on the agenda here is the uh, roll call, Kirk Borling.
2: Commissioner Decker. Present. Commissioner Hess. Present. Present. Commissioner Hoffman. Present. Commissioner Juarez, Cradle, Uh, Present, Vice Mayor Cooney, Present, Mayor Anderson,
1: Here. Thank you, Clerk Borling. For our opening ceremony tonight, we are honored to have the Reverend Rachel Longberg from the People's Church, and she was going to be coming forward and providing an invocation to get us started this evening, and I'm going to ask everyone to please stand for that invocation and then remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance.
3: your mind as much as possible, and join me for this moment of reflection. Sources of reason and radiance, sources of courage and compassion, we gather tonight as people with power, the power of our offices and roles, the power of our relationships, the power of our wisdom, our skills, our commitment, the power of our care, compassion, and love. Yesterday, as we all know, was Martin Luther King jr. Day and in honor of his life and legacy. I share these words of Dr. King from a speech to the Southern Christian Leadership Conference in August 1967. Power properly understood is nothing but the ability to achieve a purpose. It is the strength required to bring about social, political and economic change. Power without love is reckless and abusive. Love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power at its best is, the, is love implementing the demands of justice. Justice at its best is love correcting everything that stands against love. Tonight and always, may we all use the power we have well. May we use it to create more justice and more joy in our city. We pray these things in your many names and your one infinite love. Amen. Amen.
1: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation,
4: under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice
1: for all. Well, if you've had a chance to look at your agendas, you will see we have a long business meeting ahead of us, and that is why we start off with our Social Justice Youth Awards here at the beginning of the meeting. Uh, It's, I believe, the most important work we do, well, outside of the fact that we're passing our budget tonight, so I guess that's important, but the reason we have a budget and the reason we all live together is so that we can help each other live the best lives that we can. So I appreciate all the work that brings everybody here to the chambers tonight. And without further ado, we're going to be getting to the presentation for the 2023 Social Justice Youth Awards. We have how these awards work is that there are sponsors in eight categories who recognize young residents, along with Dr. Lewis Walker, who we're honored to have with us here this evening, and uh, the various program sponsors. So I know that we have, uh, I'm not sure if we have the framed uh, plaques, are they up over on the side here? Great, okay, super, thank you, Nina. And we have an order to get through these. So first up is Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority, Iota Sigma Omega. Please come forward.
4: Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated Iota Sigma Omega chapter is dedicated to cultivating and encouraging high scholastic and ethical standards while helping to alleviate problems concerning girls and women to improve their social stature. I am Vanessa Coakley the vice president. In this year's nominees for social justice award we are pleased to find a young woman who is aligned with our purpose Miss Julia Harris. Ms. Harris Community Service is motivated by a strong sense of social justice which she informs through um, sophisticated understanding of historical trends and events. She shows leadership through her willingness to put herself out there and to be relatable and reliable to her peers. Her kind and friendly and her tenacious attitude are some of the great attributes that make her an excellent leader. Julia is a leader who mentors youth transitioning into middle school. She has volunteered with Cairo's Dwelling for the Terminally Ill, Mount Zion Baptist Church, and the Douglas Community Center. She is one to embrace all the ways that someone is unique, the diversity that is seen, not seen, said, and unsaid. She reflects in her own experiences and uses that to emphasize and relate to others. She never retreats to simple answers or explanations, but is comfortable with dealing with ambiguity as Vice President and on behalf of the President Patsy Moore and all members of our sorority, it is my pleasure to present the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated Iota Sigma Omega Chapter Social Justice Youth Award to Miss Julia Harris.
1: Ms. Harris, I'm hoping that you'll share a few words with us. (laughs) Proud dad on the side there.
5: (laughs) Hello. Um, My name is Julia Harris. And a lot of the work that I do comes from the inspiration from my parents. Um, my dad partakes in a lot of community work and my mom works in ISK. I watch every day how they help people around the world and help people, you know, work their, through their mental health and, you know, their life situation so that they can lead better lives and be amazing people and, you know, help our world someday to be better so that we have a great, um, a great society to live in so everyone is healthy and happy that's
1: what comes first. Thank you, thank you very very much I just want to say that this is particularly personal for me I worked with your grandma Juanita Haywood for years and years at integrated services of Kalamazoo for your dad Afoncio Harris at integrated services of Kalamazoo and your mom uh, who works there as well. And I've known you since, well, before you were born, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't be prouder of you. Thank you. It's so nice to have you here. So thanks again. Appreciate it. <laughs> Next, in our order here, is Consumers Energy Social Justice Youth Award. Derek Knoffs is here to present.
6: Thank you. So I'm proud to announce uh, Adrian Ryan <clears throat> is the winner of this year's Consumers Energy MLK Social Justice Youth Award. Adrian is an inspiring young leader in our community, excelling in multiple areas, academics, athletics, the arts, volunteering, and peer tutoring. He stood out as a leader on his athletic teams, community service projects, and volunteer opportunities such as Action Matters Northside Community Cleanup, Counting on One Ministries, Peep Summer Book Program, Gospel Mission, Kalamazoo YMCA, Kalamazoo Black Arts Festival, Flint, Jackson, and Benton Harbor Water Drives, as well as a peer mentor and tutor, just to name a few. And uh, Community Walks, as well as the media team at Galilee and a representative of the Men and Youth Ministries. He was part of the NAACP Collaboration March for the John Lewis. Voters Rights Act, working to end voter suppression, stating he realized how important the vote is. Everyone must exercise the right to vote. Individuals died for voting rights because they saw the importance of voting to implement change in the world. In October, 2022, he was the recipient of the NAACP Dr. Warfield Youth Community Service Award. He did all this while maintaining a very good grade point average. So we were talking before about all the colleges he's looking at, it's very impressive, okay? Um, He says, diversity is the state of being beautifully different and unapologetically diverse. Each year, as we honor the legacy of Dr. King with these awards, I'm inspired to see leaders like Adrian who will no doubt carry on the legacy of social justice in our community. This year, that we've been a part of this for many years, I have the unique opportunity to present this award uh, to the son of two of my Consumers Energy colleagues, Raymond Ryan and Renetta Ryan, oh, I know our, oh, there he is, um, really cool. So, nominated by Deacon Milton Yarbrough, I'm proud to have Adrian Ryan represent Consumers Energy as this year's recipient.
1: Yes, Mr. Ryan.
7: Um, I just want to thank my parents. Um, They push me every day to do better and create change. I want to give a
8: special thank you to
7: Mrs. Miles. I know she's somewhere in here. Um, She's helped me a lot with scholarships and my whole college experience. And um, I want to give a special shout out to my grandfather. He's really hard on me on the importance of being a young black man and getting your education. So I just wanna make sure that um, I continue to create a positive change in my community as I get older, thank you.
1: Thank you so much, we are proud of you. Next is the Fifth Third Bank Social Justice Youth Award.
9: Well, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Good evening, all. It's always a thrill to be able to do this. And uh, you know, you see these applications on paper, you read through them, but when you actually meet the kids, it's even, even more powerful. This evening, on behalf of Fifth Third Bank, I am proud to recognize Thomas Clark with the Fifth Third Bank Social Justice Youth Award. Tom stands out with his commitment to youth mentorship. His leadership within the Link Leader program at Loy Norris is instrumental in assisting freshman students during their transition to the high school environment. Providing a positive role model and mentorship for those younger than him is a key example of why Tom was selected for this award. Nominated by Christopher Aguinaga, principal at Loy Norris, Tom stood out for his ability to balance the challenges of athletic participation primarily tennis, but also a little basketball, uh, with academic excellence and youth volunteerism. Each of these areas of focus present their own independent challenges for our youth today, but Tom has figured out how to be successful in each. Most visible in the application is Tom's commitment to social justice, but with kindness and maturity. Indicated by a negative racial experience on the basketball court last year, which maybe some of you read about, Tom's response to an incident was something uh, of which we can all be proud. Rather than responding with anger and aggression, Tom allowed his maturity level to show with a well-written communication to the necessary leadership of those involved. Change ensued from the communication, which is something we can all strive to accomplish. On behalf of all of my colleagues at Fifth Third Bank, I am proud to present this year's Fifth Third Bank Social Justice Youth Award to Thomas Clark.
10: just like to say thank you to everyone, Uh, Mr. Aganaga, my parents, uh, you guys. um, Yeah, thanks. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Next on our agenda is the Kalamazoo Nonviolent Opponents of War, known as NO, Social Justice Youth Award. Please come forward. Hello, Ms. Way.
11: Thank you, Mayor and Commissioners. Kalamazoo Nonviolent Opponents of War, KNOW, which has been standing and speaking for peace since September of 2002 is pleased to award the KNOW scholarship to to Rob Alam from Portage Northern High School for a 2023 Social Justice Youth Award. Tarab has been involved in a number of justice-related activities. He heads the Boys Islamic Youth Group at the mosque he attends. The group's members strive to grow as Muslims and give back to the local community through service such as assisting at food pantries and holding food drives. As an entrepreneur, He started Avail Clothing, LLC, which raises awareness for Muslim refugees. His awareness of the needs of refugees grew as his family welcomed those who were refugees to their home. His business has a diverse student staff that designs and markets the products. He contributes a portion of his company's profits to charities for Muslim refugees coming to the US. Turab demonstrates an understanding and respect for diverse backgrounds in his commitment to supporting refugees and hiring a diverse employee team in his business. His nominator, Dr. Amanda Thorpe, describes him as an incredible listener, seeking out the experiences and opinions of others in an effort to best come alongside them in community. He is described as helping his classmates understand the Islam religion and the variety of ways that that religion is lived out. Most recently, he has participated in Cray Risa's Youth Social Justice Leadership Council, and he works to involve students in expressing their ideas and feedback about diversity inclusion, justice, and equity to the administration at Portage Northern. In addition to these activities, Turab was elected as student council treasurer and plays varsity soccer. KNOW is honored to award Turab Alam for the 2023 Social Justice Youth Award. Thank you.
12: So I'll just say a quick thank you to uh, my family, my parents and brothers especially, uh, for supporting me in everything I do in the Muslim community and in school as well. And uh, especially thank you to KNOW for this award. It's uh, great to receive it, some recognition. So yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you, Mr. Long. Next we have with us the Director of South Operations for Life EMS, Mr. John Pinkster. Welcome John.
13: Thank you Mr. Mayor, commissioners. Well I tell you what, the paper just doesn't do these young adults justice, it just can't. And just so excited tonight to present to you Eliza. Eliza Krause is a compassionate young leader with an outstanding focus on community service, believing in a larger goal of bringing about cultural and political understanding regarding the situation in Palestine. Being of Palestinian heritage, she developed a presentation to the Justice, Equity, Diversion and Inclusion, or JEDI group, can you think of a better acronym there? To educate her peers on this often misunderstood topic and has taken a stand against racism through her participation in the Portage Kids Peaceful Protest Vigil. Eliza stood and encouraged her classmates to take part in the Black Lives Matter protest and was instrumental in developing promotional materials for the From Kalamazoo to Palestine Festival of Solidarity, which was held in Bronson Park during the summers of 2021 and 2022, and also upcoming in 2023. She selected and performed poetry readings at these events and used her artistic skills to create a photographic exhibition to show the humanity of Palestinians, which are people often denied of their basic human rights. Eliza embraces diversity through her her unique position in having both Jewish and Palestinian ancestry and through her membership in Jedi, where she ensures that all voices have a chance to express their opinions. Volunteering for the Portage Kids' peaceful protests allows her yet another platform from which to educate others about the diaspora of oppressed nationalities. Eliza understands in her heart and shows through her actions that we as a society must not accept anything less than equality for all. Nominated by Daniel B. Smith of the Kalamazoo Nonviolent Opponents of War, a graduate of Portage Central High School and currently attending the University of Dayton, though reportedly coming home to Western soon in the near future here, I have the privilege of presenting this year's Life EMS Social Justice Youth Award to Eliza Krause.
14: great joy and responsibility in advocating for the awareness and rights of my Palestinian community as well as other communities in Kalamazoo and globally who demand and deserve justice. I am honored to receive this award and I would like to thank Daniel Smith, and Inekuwe, who are both from my Palestinian committee who have come to support me today as well as my parents and my godfather who are here to support me as well. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Ms. Krause. Next on our agenda is the Lodge-Dennis Social Justice Youth Award.
15: Good
5: evening, Mayor. Well, thank you for that. Um, Commissioners we are so pleased this evening I am Betty Dennis this is my husband Tony Dennis and we were inspired by our children Imani Amir and Tony um, who all went through Kalamazoo Public Schools and graduated from Lloyd Norris High School our daughter Amir actually won this scholarship um, the Lewis Walker scholarship and so based on that we were excited to actually sponsor a scholarship ourselves. And we are so pleased to be able to award this year's scholarship recipient, Amadi Moop. Amadi is a definite leader in his school and our community. He's a part of Lloyd Norris's student advisory committee, the executive board for the class of 2023 and a member of the Lloyd Norris marching and symphonic bands. He is a founding member of the Lloyd Norris black student union serves on the KPS equity task force and the Lloyd Norris high school leadership school improvement team. He is also active in several groups including the Lloyd Norick's National Honor Society where he volunteers in their blood drive and blanket drive. He's um, on the Lloyd Norick's DECA chapter, co-chair of the Lloyd Norick's Student Senate, drum major for the Lloyd Norick's Marching Band, Lloyd Norick's student, um, as a member of the Student Senate, he is a vocal proponent who ensures all voices in the school are heard and represented. So based on all of that, the Lodge Dennis Scholarship is pleased to award the, the um, Social Justice Award to Amadi mighty move.
7: First of all, I just want to say, uh, Mr. Mayor, I think you remember us meeting during the parade last yes, year. I do. Yeah, I saw that drum yeah. major jogged in memory. Um, first of all, good evening, everyone. I'm very excited to be here. I'm grateful to be nominated by the Lodge Dennis family and to be presented the award, the award by all of you. Um, I first want to thank my mother because without her, I wouldn't be half the man I am today. She's provided me with the support and the tools necessary to do all this great work in my community. Secondly, I want to thank my principal, Mr. Aganaga, for nominating me for the award. I'm glad that he thinks my work is somewhat satisfactory in the school. (laughs) Uh, And third of all, I I really just want to make sure that I praise and recognize my peers and fellow community members as much as myself uh, without all of those individuals, my work would mean nothing. Uh, I just really think in me accepting this award tonight, it goes to be a promise to all of you to continue to be the very best citizen that I can be. And I encourage all of my peers to use my example and to do social justice work on their own. So thank you all tonight.
16: Thank you very much.
1: Uh, just in full disclosure, so I already received a, a special a benefit here by the fact that we met during the parade, and I got to lead the Loyinorgs Band for a little while, <laughs> under the careful tutelage of Amani here, so <laughs> something I'll always remember. Thank you. Next on our agenda, the Chupin and Sons Social Justice Youth Award. Kendra Townsend, are you here? Hello. Hello, welcome.
17: Good evening, mayor and commissioners and students. I am pleased to introduce Aya Hodges. Aya is an active youth ambassador and works meaningfully at being a champion for a variety of events in the Kalamazoo community. A testament to her exceptional service in the community, Aya was nominated by both Dr. Harold Swift, program director of Jeter's Leaders, as well as Julie Pellegrino-Hartman, her Kalamazoo Central choir teacher. She is an active participant in the Turn 2 Foundation meetings and discussions, working well with peers and adults alike. Her leadership skills are showcased during these interactions, and she is well-respected by her team. Aya is creative by nature, writing poetry and plays, highlighting social justice matters. She speaks out against local and global injustices that she observes. Aya keeps herself informed about different opportunities and events for her she and her peers um, can attend and grow. Aya was a state of Michigan finalist and national competitor in the True Colors Monologue competition. And she also performed at the Kalamazoo Valley Museum play about Henrietta Lacks, considered the mother of modern medicine. Shupan is really proud and excited to present the MLK Social Justice Youth Award to Aya Hodges in recognition of her efforts to change social injustices in our community. Thank you so much. Uh,
18: did
1: thanks. you get a chance to, I'm sorry, did you get a chance to pose for a picture? Did you get one, Neil? Let's, let's do the pose, all right. Neil's right over here underneath the screen. There you go. Okay. All set, thank you. Yes, okay. sorry to interrupt, Ms. Hodges.
19: No, it's all good. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Harold Swift for being way more patient than any adult really should be, especially for me. I'm a major procrastinator, and despite this, I feel like he's really been my rock through the few years that I've known him. So. Thank you, Dr. Swift, wherever you are. And uh, second up, I'd like to thank uh, Ms. Pellegrino-Hartman for being one of the most incredible teachers that I have ever had. Um, Seriously, every day is a joy going into her class. So wherever she is, I hope that she knows that. Um, Next, I'd like to thank my grandparents for being a light in the dark when I needed them. Seriously, I could never put how much I appreciate and love them into words, so I'm not gonna.
14: Thank you, guys wherever
19: they are. Um, And then my dad and mom. I'd like to thank my dad for always providing and grounding me when I needed him. I'd like to thank my mom for keeping it real and uh, just telling me that despite everything that could be holding me back, I can make it. And you will never know if you can land on the stars if you don't reach for them first, right? So, And then lastly, I'd like to thank Beyonce for telling me that women can run the world.
1: (laughs) Well, we are coming to the capstone moment here for our Social Justice Youth Awards, and I would like to invite someone forward here whose name is synonymous with social justice here in Kalamazoo, Dr. Lewis Walker. Welcome, Dr. Walker.
20: She's over here, okay, thank you. Good evening, mayor, vice mayor, commissioners, and residents, I'm delighted to be here this evening to share with you a young man who has exhibited greatness at a very tender age. His accomplishments to date demonstrate that he has a vision of a world in which everyone can thrive, a world where the ideals of equity, justice, and liberation are a reality for all people. Percy is an authentic advocate for youth and he is committed to anti-racism and the marginalized community. This young man is well known throughout Kalamazoo community as a person who doesn't just talk about inequities, he takes action. His actions are carried out with passion, grace, integrity, optimism, and a strong commitment to Kalamazoo. I don't have time, I wish I did, to share you, share with you the accomplishment of this young man. I asked him when I met him early on, when do you sleep? <laughs> and Brother Charlie, he said, I don't. <laughs> At such a young age, he has already proven himself to be a shaker and mover of good causes in our city. Percy, as a volunteer, helped to create the Youth Mobility Program Ambassadors. This group, this is a group of Kalamazoo youth who advocated for transportation, a transportation program to support KPS high school students who have unmet transportation needs. As a member of the Youth Leadership Affinity Group, Percy participate, participated in a youth leadership retreat in March last year, at which time they identified mental health as the number one issue facing young people in Kalamazoo. Not only have they identified mental health as a number one issue, he has helped to create an action plan that will be unveiled this month. When do you sleep? (laughs) Powered by youth, Percy is one of 10 local youths identified to participate in a program funded by the Mott Foundation. The winning groups were split over $100,000 to implement their ideas. This man, this young man spent over six months working on their ideas. Let me tell you something. I want to tell you something. He and his group has brought home $30,000 to Kalamazoo. When do you sleep? <laughs> In person by Percy Podcasts. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube every other week. Monday and personally invite guests and facilitates important conversation in an effort to create a community where all youth can strive. I have another sheet here someplace, I got it. In brief, I'm grateful to Ms. Meg Beliswitz for nominating and bringing this outstanding young man to the attention of the city commissioners and the citizen of Kalamazoo. And I met a remarkable lady, your mother, where are you? Over here, Ms. Trisella Taylor, and we certainly thank you for sharing your splendid young man Percy Gordon with our community as he strives, as he continues to make a positive difference in the lives of those who reside in our community. And therefore, I'm extremely happy and honored to present this year's Dr. Lewis Walker Social Justice Youth Award, sponsored by the CSM group to Mr. Percy Gordon.
10: I'm a little tall. Um, Thank you, first of all, Kalamazoo. Um, I want to thank Meg. I want to thank my mom, my dad. Um, I want to thank my grandma, who's no longer with us. Um, She helped me, um, even though it was a rough time and I didn't get to see her during high school. But she always used to tell me, keep going. I want to thank my friends. I want to thank everybody who pushed Percy to be Percy today. I want to thank Kid Network. Do it then is our slogan, and we're going to do that thing. <laughs> thank you, Meghlenkiewicz. Thank you, Trishella, my mom. Thank you, Mr. Reed. And most importantly, thank most, all of my friends and the city of Kalamazoo for what you guys have been doing and what you guys have implemented in me to do today because I am the domino and I'm going to be the rolling domino to change Kalamazoo today. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Appreciate all the, those who provided awards tonight, and recognize all those who received the recognition tonight. Uh, I do believe that all the recipients will receive a certificate, a cash award, and a one-year membership to the NAACP. And s- to speak about that, Dr. Harvey Myers is here. She's he's the membership chairperson from the NAACP. Welcome, Dr. Myers.
12: Thank you, mayor and commissioners, parents and participants. I'm Harvey Myers, membership chairperson of the Metropolitan Kalamazoo branch of the NAACP, which is the oldest civil rights organization in the United States. We would like to congratulate The youth recipients for participating and making an impact For social justice in our community and eventually Percy Throughout the country We are awarding each youth recipient a one-year paid membership to the Metropolitan Kalamazoo NAACP branch also included would be a one-year paid subscription to the Crisis Magazine, where you can read about other people doing what you are doing here in Kalamazoo, which is published by the NAACP National Office. Please join me in congratulating our recipients once again.
1: Thank you once again to everyone who came out. I'm going to give everybody a special bonus here and a momentary break. We have a long business meeting in front of us, and so you don't, if, I, I'm not, you, you are welcome to stay for it, but if you would like to take advantage of this opportunity to leave, uh, I'll give you a little break if people want, want to uh, not stick around for uh, the rest of the business meeting. Hi, Julia. All right, we're going to get back to business here. Well, starting off our business meeting, we actually have two special proclamations tonight. So uh, the first one is the American Heart Association National Wear Red Day, and that is going to be read by Commissioner Decker, correct? Commissioner Decker? And I have a copy of it here, and I'll come down to the podium. Commissioner Decker.
21: Thank you, Mayor. Whereas... Cardiovascular diseases are the number one killer of women in the U.S., killing more women than all forms of cancer combined. The cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of maternal death in the U.S., or more simply put, heart disease is the number one killer of new moms. And, whereas, cardiovascular diseases kill one woman almost every every 80 seconds in the U.S. And, whereas, Heart disease and stroke can affect all women at any age, while new research showing a rise in heart attacks in younger women. And whereas individuals in the US have made great progress in reducing the death rate for cardiovascular disease, but this progress has been more modest with respect to the death rate of cardiovascular disease in women. About 80% of cardiac events can be prevented through education and lifestyle changes. And whereas, all women are encouraged to move more, eat smart, and manage blood pressure to reduce their risk of cardiovascular disease. And whereas, the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women movement motivates women to learn their family history and to meet with a healthcare provider to determine their risk for cardiovascular diseases and stroke. And whereas, Go Red for Women empowers women to get healthy through Watch Me Go Red campaign designed to engage women to show others what they do to experience good health and well-being, while inspiring others to do the same. Now, therefore, I, Kiana Decker, on behalf of Mayor David Anderson, in recognition of the importance of the ongoing fight against heart disease and stroke, do hereby proclaim Friday, February 3rd, 2023, to be National Wear Red Day in the city of Kalamazoo and urge all citizens to show their support for women and the fight against heart disease by commemorating this day by wearing the color red. By increasing awareness, speaking out, speaking out about heart disease and empowering women to reduce their risk for cardiovascular diseases we can save thousands of lives each year
17: Hi everyone, my name is Logan Pooley, I'm the development director for the American Heart Association here in Kalamazoo Um, and we just wanted to say thank you so much for all of you and for the city of Kalamazoo in supporting us in our work to reduce cardiovascular disease and stroke in the United States as they are the number one killer um, of Americans. So we just really appreciate everybody going red on Friday, February 3rd. Um, as well as joining us um, at our luncheon on February 2nd, as well as turning City Hall red and other buildings here downtown. So it's gonna be a fabulous day, but thank you for standing with us in the fight against cardiovascular disease.
1: We have another proclamation this evening, it's for the National Day of Racial Healing, and it will be read by Commissioner Hess.
0: The National Day of Racial Healing, January 17th, 2023. Whereas, we have all witnessed racialized oppression and division rising in America's urban, rural, suburban, and tribal communities today that threatens the very core of this great country's unity. And whereas, just like those who came before us, it is our duty to protect the children of this country and maintain communities in which they may all be given the opportunity to succeed. And whereas we understand and recognize that there is a racial divide in our country and we must all work earnestly to heal the wounds created by racial, ethnic, and religious bias and build on equitable and just society so that all children can thrive. And whereas children have the right to be provided every opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive in nurturing environments that don't violate their safety, dignity, and humanity. And whereas every single person has the capability to make a simple change within him or herself that can have a profound effect on an entire society. And whereas if we all dedicate ourselves to the principles of truth, racial healing, and transformation, we can all bring about the necessary changes in thinking and behavior That will propel this great country forward as a unified force where racial biases will become a thing of the past and whereas racial healing is vital and crucial commitment to the education social mental and overall well-being of all of our children and whereas the city of kalamazoo in conjunction with others throughout kalamazoo and the United States of America acknowledges January 17, 2023, and hereafter annually the Tuesday following, the third Monday in January, the day after observed Martin Luther King Jr. holiday as the national day of racial healing, and urges all citizens to promote racial healing and transformation in the ways that are best suited for them individually as a means to be working together to ensure the best quality of life for every child. Now, therefore, I, Jean Hess, on behalf of David F. Anderson, Mayor of the City of Kalamazoo, and members of the 54th City Commission, do hereby recognize January 17, 2023, as the National Day of, Racial, of National Day of Healing in the City of Kalamazoo. Congratulations, Jen.
17: Thank you everyone, and I uh, don't want to say much because it's very appropriate that this proclamation follows the Youth Social Justice Awards. Uh, They are truly the future, and this work is to benefit our young people. So thank you so much. Our staff is at the State Theater right down the street, so I'm gonna head over there for the National Day of Racial Healing celebration. I'll be thinking of you all in your business meeting while we're dancing and celebrating, so thank you.
1: And you are?
17: Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm Jen Hamas. I'm the Vice President of Initiatives and Public Policy at the Kalamazoo Community Foundation. TRHT is one of our signature initiatives.
1: So just say one more thing for us to think about is that every day now, because we're gonna be pushed back to Tuesdays for our meetings because of the Martin Luther King holiday, we're gonna be missing the events on the evening of the National Day for Racial Healing. That's been happening uh, year in and year out. There's an event going over the, is Shenry or the State Theater tonight? I'm not sure which one, but we're here. County board is meeting over at their offices. So just something to think about maybe uh, as we go forward and realize that we're gonna have this conflict every year. Okay. Let's get down to the business part of this, right? Uh, The next thing on our agenda is the adoption of our formal agenda. Commissioners, is there anything on G, the consent agenda, that you would like to have moved to the regular agenda? We have 11 items on our consent agenda. Not see anything, is there anyone in the audience that would like to move any one of the items from our consent agenda to the regular agenda? Yes? Uh, What number is that? Number one, professional service agreement. Okay, item G3, then will be moved to the regular agenda. Anyone else? Right. Uh, Any communications managers? None, Your Honor. Thank you. Now is the opportunity for general public comments, and we'll start with anyone who's in the chambers who'd like to make a comment. I just want to remind everybody that you can also call in for public comments. Uh, you will have three minutes. Please state your name whether you live in the city. The call-in number, which you should begin to call now if you do want to call in, is 888-382-9556. And we'll start with individuals that are here in the chambers with us.
22: Uh, my name is Ray Sweeney, and I am a resident of Kalamazoo. <clears throat> I'm also active uh, on Isaac's TRHT uh, Affordable Housing Task Force. um, I wanted to be here to thank you for your role in increasing affordable housing in the metro area. It became easier after Sunday's paper arrived. Uh, So first I would like to give a shout out to Brad Devereaux and, and the MLive Kalamazoo Gazette, which featured an article, in fact, front page leading into page two and three with substantial coverage. So um, uh, the author of this report, uh, Mr. Brad Devereaux, I've seen his name in bylines quite a bit and I'm very appreciative uh, of uh, him keeping an eye out for Kalamazoo and what is going on here in the the city. And he's uh, been, uh, I think, a good person to take on uh, the good efforts of uh, Julie Mack and others that that are worth serving earlier. The housing scene in Kalamazoo has a number of players who contribute to the the unfolding effort to provide quality housing across the, the spectrum And one of the reasons for so many players that you have to spend this much press time in order to to make it work. Uh, Such complexity requires a detailed analysis that is rare among news organizations. Uh, But thank you, uh, the city of Kalamazoo for the the role that you have and will play in the the coming forward. Uh, A particular concern is the housing affordable to people who are on the edge of our economy. Even the headlines of this article makes this clear. Recall we ask you to support temporary solutions whilst many more permanent options can be brought to play. Lodge House was featured in this regard. Thank you Mayor Anderson for for your role in this effort. Lodge House is a housing option for people who earn from zero to 30% of area median incomes. Since some lodgers do not contribute the revenue that makes Lodge House sustainable is as important to support that effort as much as possible from public and private sectors. Uh, This you commissioners have done. Thank you. Uh, And I join with you in in this effort. Um, So I had an opportunity last week uh, to visit a friend who's residing at Lodge House and uh, I had the, um, this room was everything I had imagined up.
1: Sir, sir, I'm sorry, your three minutes are up. Do you have someone else here who would be willing to take another three minutes and read the rest of that for us, or? Okay, thank you. Yes, next please.
14: little bit shorter. Cindy Green, Interim Superintendent for Kalamazoo Public Schools. I wish to thank you very, very much for two things this evening. One, for recognizing our youth with the Social Justice Awards. What a great honor for them, and we really appreciate lifting up our students for the wonderful job that they do. Number two, we wish to thank you for an agenda item that you have coming up with a collaborative project to help um, our families in some of um, five of our elementary schools. I have Dr. McCole Dyson, two principals, Sylvia Washington and Jeremy Andrek with me, as well as three teachers. If you would wave your hands, stand up. Stand up, please. We greatly appreciate you recognizing how valuable this project is to help our families and some of our schools that can't raise as much money for their PTAs and PTOs so that children have experiences that other families can give their children because we know when children can have special experiences like a camp or making connections um, to a visit to the museum downtown or the air zoo that all of these things have great memories for our childhood and we want to create those dreams for our children, so thank you.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate everybody coming down from KPS. We are partners in this effort. Thank you so very, very much. Appreciate it. Is there anyone else in the chambers that would like to speak this evening?
16: Good evening. Jeff Messer, city resident. Rank my vote. I haven't talked about that in a while. Not since July 5th. Uh, Rank my vote is a citizen's initiative that I'm involved with. It seeks to collect 3,000 petition signatures from registered City of Kalamazoo voters in order to place a ranked choice voting question on the ballot this November, concurrent with the next City Commission election. Ranked choice voting is a change to the way we vote that we believe will increase and improve the quality and diversity of candidates by allowing voters to express their true candidate preferences without fear of wasting votes or voting for the lesser of two evils. For those unfamiliar with ranked choice voting, please visit our website, rankmyvote.org, where my is M-I, the postal abbreviation for Michigan. For those who are familiar with ranked choice voting, we are ready to uh, and are ready to sign our petitions. Here are three places where you can meet us during the next eleven days. One Well Brewing on Portage Street in the Millwood Shopping Center. We'll be there this Saturday from four to six p.m. This is a volunteer meet-and-greet, so come to this one if you want to volunteer with us. WP Diner at Washington Square on Portage Street. I plan to be there for State Representative Julie Rogers' monthly constituent coffee hour from 9 to 10 a.m. on Friday, January 27th. Edison Neighborhood Association office on Washington Avenue off Portage Street at Washington Square. We'll be there for the City or listening session on Saturday, January 28th from noon to 2 p.m. If you miss any of those dates and times, I'm giving City Clerk Borling a copy of my remarks for the minutes. You can contact his office for a copy of these remarks. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Next, please. I
23: was watching one of the last meetings online. Um, and David said something that really struck me. So I'm just going to play It's 24 seconds here. I know
1: that this is not what we want kansu to be for people to live here, that there is a, a significant risk uh, of dying uh, in, in just and gun violence took over issues that could be resolved in just a myriad of other ways.
23: A myriad. The murder that he was talking about happened to block two houses from my house. Happens a lot in my neighborhood, and it's really unsettling. But you guys talk about solving things in a myriad of other ways. You guys had a police body cam footage that I asked for filed a FOIA. That's one of the myriad of ways. And you guys refused to file, follow the law. So I asked an attorney to ask you guys to give it to me and you still refused. So then we filed a lawsuit and I asked for a dollar. Because if you guys spend a dollar, that means that you did something you weren't supposed to do. And in the future, if you do it again, you'll be held more liable. It's just a way to keep you honest and you refused, so you hired outside counsel for hundreds, pretty soon thousands of dollars out of Grand Rapids. And you still won't settle, it's been almost a year. What are the myriad of ways that you're trying to resolve problems? Calling the cops, that doesn't work. I just talked to the prosecutor yesterday. He followed up with an email, your cops have never sent any of the things that I've talked to them about to the prosecutor's office. Sorry Mr. Stanley we don't have anything on file they haven't sent anything over. So that's not an option. Lawsuits, they don't work. We're just playing the game to see who can outspend the other person and clearly you're gonna win. That's the truth of Kalamazoo.
1: Thank you. Is there anyone else in the chambers who'd like to speak this evening?
8: Good evening. Um, My name is Kimberly Guest. I am the owner of Guess Who's Dancing Fitness and the Experience by Luxury Skates um, right downtown. Kalamazoo. Um, I would like to first thank um, the commission for putting us on the agenda tonight. Um, we are on the agenda for having a social drinking permit that goes along with our um, our Michigan Liquor Commission license um, for Class C. Um, I just wanted to give just a little bit of information before you all vote so that you have a clear picture of what we are trying to do here in Kalamazoo. We have been open since April 1st of 2022. And in that short time, we have been able to impact not only downtown Kalamazoo, but the city of Kalamazoo um, as well. We employ about 15 people right now, um, and that is directly under the experience. We also have partnerships with about 22 small business vendors. Some have brick and mortar, some don't. Um, It is our goal that we rotate that dollar within our community and be a support system for those that may not have a brick and mortar um, as we do. Um, Some of the people that we have partnered with thus far is the Douglas Community Association, Action Matters, the Kalamazoo Community Foundation, WMU Athletics, and the Aviation Department, um, MRC Industries, um, and the Urban Alliance. And just recently, we partnered with the city of Columbus and downtown for a New Year's Eve fest, and we look forward to Workout Wednesday and some of the things coming up. Um, moving forward, we aim to partner more with the city to increase foot traffic downtown. As we know, um, COVID did a really bad job with the city, and so it is our goal for, um, with the experience to. Up the foot traffic, generate more revenue for not just the experience, but for the adjacent businesses that we are connected to. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Yes, next please.
15: Still so, no, name. We live in the city. Is that still the same routine?
1: Hi, Ms. Dozeman. Yes, please get closer to the microphone.
15: Okay. Thank you. I'm Jody Dozeman. I live in the city of Kalamazoo. I'm concerned about Cork Street, the smells, the the landfills. I've come up with an idea. And it's, it's a start to, to clean up the landfill so that
1: there's... We will hear you better if you speak into the microphone.
15: So I wrote up some ideas until further ado or someone else has a better idea about cleaning up the landfills over on Cork Street probably cost maybe three to four hundred million dollars and I'm going to have to set up a web page and get a a fund me something going and I'd like to bring the the card into City Commission and give them the means to hold on to it if there's going to be a lot of money put on there. Um, And I'm concerned about the hospitals and I work at a fast food restaurant and you tell them that you're sick or you have worms or something like that they don't treat you properly. I mean I would go to the over the counter stuff And if I couldn't get any proper treatment with that, I would go to the doctors. By then, they're sending you back to the -the over-the-counter stuff. That's, you need something stronger um, to deal with the multi-problems. I'd like to come in and talk about the spaceship, maybe give some ideas, some stories, see if there's anything real that we could relate together. I do you believe moment. <laughs> and then find out what's going on. So either I can quit advertising and be on with something else, another project. I'm sure I'll think of something, maybe radiation in the air to stop. Anyway, thank you.
1: Thank you. Anyone else in the chambers who'd like to contribute to public comments this evening? see no one else deputy city manager Chamberlain has anybody called in all right we'll go ahead and check see if there's any calls Hi. go ahead
16: you're with the Kalamazoo City Commission hi go ahead you're on with the Kalamazoo City Commission right now
18: hi my name is Tina McQuinton I live on Lake Street I'm calling to see if you're going to do anything about your ponds. Your Crosstown Ponds are so full, and so is Upjohn Park. The main one is the Crosstown Ponds. It's so full, it floods out the whole neighborhood. If we flood in the wintertime, we will lose our furnaces. I mean, and that's not cheap. It's like 2700 every four years to fix a furnace, to put in a new furnace. We will be trapped. If we're trapped in our whole neighborhood, we, can, we gotta find somewhere to live. We, got, we gotta live in our car, we gotta live somewhere until the flooding stops because we can't get back home unless we run and walk in all that messed up, backed up sewer water and city water that has backed up in the streets. We need someone to do something about this problem. You're throwing away money like it's crazy. But yet you still want to take away our last little green space between Lake and Stockbridge. You have staked the property. You have put pink ribbons and white ribbons all around the trees. But yet you have not told any of us anything. If you take away this last green space, I know you're not caring. I can tell. I can look at all your faces. But this is our homes. We are residents of Kalamazoo. We are taxpayers, too. We might not have that much money, but we work hard for our homes, just like any of you guys do. It's time to do something about your failing storm drains that flood us out. It's not fair for no one to have to live like this. And then now you're probably trying to take away the last little woods in our neighborhood, our last wildlife habitat, the Savior that God left there, this natural green space that's natural, that helps us with flooding so our whole homes aren't underwater. We can at least walk out in our yard, but that's it. We're trapped. Please do something about this flooding that's going to happen. You know it's coming. One heavy day. You won't never answer my question. When are you going to do something about it? Thank you. Start caring about your residents, please. Thank you.
1: That was the last call. Thank you very much, Deputy City Manager Chamberlain. Next is our consent agenda. G, Manager Ritzma.
24: Thank you, Mayor. The following items are presented for approval this evening. First, approve a professional service agreement with WSP Michigan Incorporated for engineering support services related to the City of Kalamazoo's two-way conversion project in a not-to-exceed amount of $159,565.22. Next is the approval of a two-year agreement with ASU Group for excess workers' compensation premium in the total amount of $430,140. Next is the adoption of a resolution recommending approval of a social district and commons area permit For Guess Who's Dancing Fitness, LLC, located at 125 South Kalamazoo Mall, Suite 106. Next is the approval of a Shared Prosperity Kalamazoo High Impact Fund Grant in the amount of $220,000 for family engagement services from Kalamazoo Public Schools through the Experiential Learning Project. Next is the approval and acceptance of a temporary grading permit with Comerica Bank for parcel 0629495002 for the amount of $100. Next is the approval and acceptance of an easement from Kelly Stewart and Elizabeth Bradshaw for parcel 0628397006 for the amount of $676. Next is the approval and acceptance of an easement from CRAC. Company LLC for parcel 0629495001 in the amount of $493.35. Next is the approval and acceptance of an easement from Kalamazoo Public Schools for parcel 0632232001 for the amount of $1,430. And next is the approval and acceptance of an easement from Axe Janelle 1 Kalamazoo MILP for parcel 0632203002 for the amount of $1,500. And finally, approval of the mayor's appointment of James Johnson to the Historic District Commission for a term expiring on January 1, 2026.
1: Thank you, Manager Ritzma. Commissioners, the requested action is a motion to approve items 1 and 2 and 4 through 11. And authorize the city manager to sign all related documents on behalf of the city. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made by Commissioner Hess.
0: Support
1: supported by Vice Mayor Cooney. Clerk Borland, please call the roll.
2: Commissioner Hess. Yes. Commissioner Hoffman. Yes. Commissioner Juarez. (laughs) Commissioner Pradle? Yes. Vice Mayor Cooney? Yes. Mayor Anderson? Yes. Commissioner Decker?
13: Yes.
1: Uh, thank you, Commissioners. The items on the consent agenda are approved. Uh, Commissioner Hoffman just uh, indicated to me that maybe we skipped over adoption of the f- formal agenda. Did we miss that, yeah. Attorney Robinson? We got it. No, asked
24: for anybody you
1: wanted. Okay. Ask for anyone who wanted to make any changes. I guess otherwise it is. Thank you, Commissioner Hoffman, for bringing that up. All right. We are now on to our regular agenda. It's item H1 is the first one. City Manager Risma
24: First reading of an ordinance to rezone the west 1.6 acres of 3650 Alvin Road from Commercial Community District to the Manufacturing Limited District and schedule a public hearing for February 6, 2023.
1: Thank you, Manager Ritzma. Any staff report on this item?
24: Uh, no, nope, but we do have staff available if there are any questions
1: questions from commissioners on this It's first reading All right seeing no questions Is there a motion uh, To offer the ordinance for first reading and schedule a public hearing for February 6th So moved motion made by Commissioner Pradle.
21: The boy.
25: How are we doing there?
1: Got a short in your microphone? Do you think something like that? Luckily, you've got a loud voice. You have to use Commissioner Pradles, perhaps. Was made by Commissioner Priddle. Commissioner Pretel made the motion and supported by Commissioner Hoffman. Thank you. Any discussion? All right, Clerk Borling. Public. Oh yes. Anyone in the audience who would like to comment on this item? See no one.
2: Clerk Borling, please call the roll. Commissioner Hoffman. Yes. Commissioner Juarez. Yes. Commissioner Pradle? Yes. Vice Mayor Cooney. Yes. Mayor Anderson. Yes. Commissioner Decker. Yes. Commissioner Huss.
0: Yes.
1: Thank you Commissioners. The ordinance is offered for first reading. Next is item H2 City Manager Risma. First reading of an
24: ordinance to rezone 435 436 and 439 Westridge Court from residential multi-dwelling district, commercial neighborhood district, and commercial office district to residential multi-dwelling unit and schedule a public hearing for February 6, 2023.
1: And is there a staff report on this item?
24: Uh, No, but we do have staff here to answer any questions. Okay, great.
1: Uh, Any questions from commission? All right, seeing no questions, is there anyone here in the chambers that would like to comment on this item? It's item H2. Please come to the podium. Give us your name and whether you live in the city. Seeing no one, the recommended action is a motion to offer the ordinance for first reading and schedule a public hearing for February 6th. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made by Vice Mayor Cooney. Support. Supported by Commissioner Decker. Discussion, commissioners. Mr. Decker
21: thank you mayor um, I just have to say since we had the presentation on the housing um, I'm kind of looking at the uh, the information right here um, I like this because again we're thinking about what the city needs and how we rezone things to make housing and residences more residences easier shall I say to construct in the city so
2: I like this
1: one. Thank you, Commissioner Decker. Anyone else? clerk Burling, please call the roll.
2: Commissioner Juarez? Yes. Commissioner Pradle? Yes. Vice Mayor Cooney? Yes. Mayor Anderson? Yes. Commissioner Decker? Yes. Commissioner Hess? Yes. Commissioner Hoffman? Yes.
1: Thank you, Commissioners. The recommended action uh, to uh, create a public hearing on February 6 and this item has been approved. Next is item H3, Mount
24: Thank you, Mayor. Uh, This one is a little different in that it has the body of the adoption, but it also has approvals for several other entities that are affiliated with the city. So I'll go ahead and read all of item uh, 3A through H. Adoption of a resolution approving and adopting the annual appropriation for the year 2023 setting forth the number of mills to be levied, approving an interim appropriation for year 2023, and establishing policies for the administration of the budget. In Also, approval of the proposed fiscal year 2023 Brownfield Redevelopment Authority budget. Also, approval of the fiscal year 2023 Downtown Development Authority operating budget and existing two-mill DDA levy. Next, The approval of the proposed fiscal year 2023 economic development corporation budget as submitted by the EDC board. Next, the approval of the fiscal year 2023 downtown economic growth authority operating budget. Next, the approval of the proposed 2023 fee schedule for the Kalamazoo Municipal Golf Association. Next, the adoption of a resolution approving the 2023 fees for various permits, hearings, etc. within the city, within the community planning and economic development department and next is the adoption of a resolution to establish the department of parks and recreation fees and charges for 2023 and finally adoption of a resolution to establish the city of kalamazoo cemetery fees and charges for 2023
1: thank you manager Isra. so i'm not going to ask you whether there's a staff report on this item uh, there have been Multiple staff reports on this item over the last month and a half. We've had a budget hearing. I know that there are staff here. Uh, yes, Manjurisma.
24: We actually have a presentation on this.
1: <laughs> brief presentation. How can this be? Okay. So
24: our uh, CFO, Steve Vicente, would like to come forward and and uh, give a
25: brief presentation.
1: All right. Thank you, Manjurisma. Steve Vicente, welcome.
25: Commissioners? Um, Just kind of highlight a few things from the budget um, just for you know sake of what we do every year Kind of leading off where you started there mayor um, We've started this process back in February with our city commissioner retreat. We've had a total of seven different um, Public meetings that have impacted the budget and where we've landed today the total budget has ended at just over 300 million dollars, so we did Finally crossed that threshold with the one change that was made at the public hearing, to add $135,000 for early childhood planning and discovery, and that was a split between $65,000 from the general fund and $60,000 from the ARPA fund. Um, So, you know, very historic budget, first time crossing that threshold. Um, I can go into details about the other meetings we've had throughout the year, but I know you're probably all well aware of those throughout the year, but. When you think about it, we started in February. We've worked through the entire year. A lot of meetings starting you know, October, November, December with our public hearing at our last meeting and finally leading up to tonight where we finally get to celebrate and pass the budget. A um, Couple other highlights from the budget. General fund is $76.5 million. We project that our general fund fund balance will continue to exceed our target of 15% of operating revenues over the five-year fiscal plan. Um, The budget also includes a proposed unchanged millage rate of 12 mills for operation and 1.8 mills for solid waste. It supports 675 full-time positions and seven part-time positions. Includes over $111 million in capital improvements, mostly focused in our utilities and streets funds. And then, finally, I would just like to take a moment to thank our city manager's office, all of our departments and department heads, and a special thank you to our review team members of Victor Green, Steve Brown, and Kerry Williams. They put in a lot of effort above and beyond their normal job duties to help review and put together this budget. And I'd also like to call out management services team members Melissa Fuller, Jennifer Clark, and Stephanie Redont. They all put in a significant amount of work and expertise into bringing this $300 million budget together for you. Um, and finally, the budget is brought forward for final adoption tonight in advance of our charter deadline of February 1st, and I'll turn it back over to you for any discussion or public comment.
1: Thank you, and thank you for surprising me actually having uh, a report. Somehow I didn't expect that. Commissioners, are there questions for Manager Ritzma or our CFO, Sensi at the time here? I just want to remind anyone that is watching is that there have been as uh, was mentioned multiple events lots of questions this budget uh, in its initial stage was in our hands officially on December 1st as required by our charter and uh, so it has gone through quite a extended period of scrutiny Uh, not including the fact that staff themselves and I want to thank all the staff that participated start early in the year building this budget and being ready for us to accomplish our goals with the resources we have here in 23. Seeing that there's no questions, is there anyone in the audience that would like to comment on this item, item H3? If so, please come forward, state your name, whether you live in the city, you'll have three minutes. Seeing that there's no comments, Uh, Commissioners, the recommended action is a motion to adopt the annual appropriation resolution and approve the component unit budgets and fee schedules. Is there a motion? So moved. Motion made by Commissioner Hess. Support. Supported by Commissioner Pradle. Discussion, Commissioners? Commissioner Huffman.
21: Thank you, Mayor. I, I have a question for us. So this budget is huge, and there are some things in there that I have questions about. Do we have the ability to uh, amend or pull out and, and still pass a budget? Or is that, is that an option at all?
1: Well, the budget is ours, so you know we can do with it what we want. Um, I'll give my personal opinion okay. on it is that at this point, uh, obviously the Charter requires that we do have an approved budget. Uh, and we've been through a process here. If there are changes that we would suggest, from my personal opinion, it might be best to talk to our city manager about what would be the most helpful way to address that. Is there a budget amendment time that comes forward uh, that, that might be most helpful? Manager Risma?
24: Yeah. Um- One, I guess it would be helpful to know what areas, you know, you have questions about. So we do have staff here this evening to answer any questions. Um, As the mayor mentioned, you know, the budget is balanced as it's presented to you. So if there are any proposed changes, then, you know, that certainly needs to be factored into trying to achieve a a balanced budget. So um, we also have the retreat coming up next month. So certainly anything can be brought to that and we can certainly uh, look at that either as the mayor mentioned, you know, mid-year adjustment or as we prepare for the 2024 budget.
3: Thank you.
1: Other questions or discussion? Yeah, Mr. Cooney.
12: Yeah, I, I think at this point in the game, uh, we've been through the discussions and I think this is the best that we can do right now. I'm hoping for some significant changes in next year's budget um, in, in some of the things that I would like to see us put more resources into but I think for now this is a good budget and I think there's a lot of good things in here. There are things that I would like to see more money allocated for and I'm going to be working on pushing them for the next budget.
1: Thank you Vice Mayor. Uh, Manager Ritzma, can you remind us when our retreat date is in February?
12: Sure, it's February
24: the eighteenth. That's a Saturday, I believe, from eight thirty to three thirty.
1: That is a public meeting as well. Correct. Have we already determined where we will be holding the retreat?
24: Yeah, it'll be where we held it last year at the um, at the foundry.
1: The foundry. Okay, it's so room there. That is a public meeting. Just as a reminder, unless it's a special closed session, whenever we do meet. Uh, Quorum or above those are public meetings so people can attend our retreat uh, Whatever we do and that is an opportunity for once again as our CFO discussed begin that work This coming February next month already for our 2024 budget Any other discussion yeah Commissioner Decker
21: Thank You mayor in regards to the budget, I w- first of all, I want to thank um, all of our team here at the city for playing in time and effort you know, to bring this to us. Um, with our thoughts and ideas and what we would like to see accomplished within the city. Um, I did have a couple questions. Um, I understand that we're in the 12th hour, but if need be, there is always. A special meeting that can be called if by chance we don't all agree on things. Um, we just know that we need to have this done and adopted by February 1st of this year, correct? Um, I did. I know I spoke with City Manager Ritzma earlier today, and I had some questions regarding some of the positions um, that we are um, that our departments are requesting. And after speaking with um, the Director Kick or Manager Kick now uh, and City Manager Ritzma. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Manager Kick for getting me that information that I did request on that call. Thank you very much. It was very helpful um, kind of to be able to look through that and see really what this position pertained and what it was going for, and also the information regarding um, the Cped. Um, so speaking on the positions, I just want to put out there that. I understand that we are a big organization and we are growing and the city is growing and we have a lot of things and accomplishments that we want to have done Um, I'm definitely hoping that um, we're really looking at our departments and making sure that we're not adding if we really don't need to again because as I've been told again as I've been told before um, that you know when you bring on new positions you have to take these funds from somewhere Um, so I just want to make sure that you know as we go forward um, especially with the amendment that we're really looking at you know what what is being how our departments are organized Um, And I know city manager uh, you and I had that conversation earlier today Um, something that also struck me is and I'm hoping that this is going to be worked out and I believe it is um, is the the revenue that we as a city are losing when it comes to parking and I believe that once we get some of these new constructions and homes built then again that's going to add possibly that certain spot to you know the tax roll so I really want us to make sure that we're taking a kind of a look at that and really seeing how we can either Increase the revenue in the parking, or decrease what we're spending out. Does that make sense? What we're having to pay for. Um, I also didn't want to bring up. Uh, this was in the Friday email that was sent out. Friday. That's been a long weekend already. Um, and this is in response to the farmers market funds. Um, We're correct me if I'm wrong, City Manager Ritzman. We are the city is still requesting the three million from the ARPA funds for that project. Is that correct? Or no, I don't. The
24: the projections in years 24, 25 are in the ARPA plan. What you're approving this evening is the million dollars in 2024. Three. Okay. Yes. Or, I'm you. sorry. 2024.
21: Yep. I just want to make sure that I had that correct. That that uh, was still in there, um, and thank you for the information that I requested. And that talks about um, the grants that we have received um, from gracious donors, and also from another organization here within the city. I want to make sure that we are actively seeking and i know parks and recs is make sure that we're seeking other grants not just state grants but also federal grants as i would